0: Hi, folks. Thanks for joining us for our Safety and Health Magazine webcast today, which is sponsored by Protective Industrial Products. We are going to give our audience members just a moment or two to settle in, and we'll start the presentation in just a moment. Thank you. Thanks everyone for being with us. We're gonna give our audience members just another uh, few moments to get settled and we'll begin the presentation shortly. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Safety and Health Magazine webcast, Protect Your Head, Trending Solutions That Keep Workers Safe, sponsored by Protective Industrial Products. My name is Barry Botino, and I'm an associate editor with Safety and Health. I'll be moderating today's event. Before we get started, I have a few housekeeping items to share with you all today. As a disclaimer, the views of today's speakers and organization are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the National Safety Council or safety and health magazine. Any mention of a commercial enterprise product or publication does not mean the council or the magazine endorses those items. After today's presentation, we'll conduct a Q&A with our speakers. If you have a question, just click on the Q&A button, which is located at the bottom of your screen. Type in your question and press the send button. You don't have to wait for the Q&A to begin to send in your question. After this presentation, you'll also be asked to complete a brief evaluation survey, but I'll tell you more about that a little bit later. This webcast is archived, so you can access it after today's live event. To view this webcast and all of our past webcasts, please go to safetyandhealthmagazine.com events, or you'll also receive a link in our post-event email. With that, let's introduce our presenters. With us today are John Britt, Christian Pilepchuk, and Ben Julian. John is a PPE product sales manager with Protective Industrial Products, and he has 30 years of experience in the safety industry. John has a strong knowledge of product applications, selection, use, training, and regulatory compliance. Kristen's career includes nearly a decade of work in the industry. Her current role with the organization is as the product manager for head production, with a focus on research, development, and innovation, to benefit industrial and construction workers. Ben serves with the company as its marketing channel manager. In his five years in the industry has conducted market research, offered hazard-driven safety solutions, and created interactive safety tools for distributors and end users. Again, we thank you all for tuning into this presentation and Ben, whenever you're ready, go ahead and take it away.
1: Okay, thanks Barry, and good afternoon to everyone. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to thank everyone for taking the time to tune in to today's webinar. Uh, For anyone here who isn't familiar with PIP, we are a New York-based safety company with over 38 years of expertise um, in industrial construction safety. Today, PIP offers over 10,000 head-to-toe safety products, and within that offering is a full line of head protection manufactured and tested by PIP in North America. Uh, so with that being said, head protection is an exciting and continuously evolving category for us, and we're thrilled to talk to today about the safety trends we're seeing, uh, as well as the solutions we are seeing to address those trends in the field. So today's presentation is going to kick off with a dive into the history of head protection, and then jump into the 101 basics, including common materials, suspensions, and protective options making up the head protection used in the construction industrial markets today. Uh, As I go through that information, I'll be sure to point out which options are currently being used most and give a little bit of a justification as to why. Uh, We're then going to jump into the trending job site and workplace hazards that are driving the movement to a more advanced level of head protection. And with that, cover the basic anatomy of a safety helmet, which is a pretty hot topic right now for safety professionals Um, looking to implement a new style of head protection with their team, especially in construction. Uh, To close things out, we will highlight the focus points companies are considering before making a final decision on their head protection. And we will touch on emerging head protection uh, that addresses today's modern day job site impacts um, with some talk around MIPS technology. Uh, And of course, at the end, like Barry said, we'd like to take some time to answer any questions pertaining to the content we covered today. Uh, So without further ado, let's jump in. All right, so here's a timeline of the history of hard hats. Um, Let's start with this very old, almost antique looking hard hat, uh, which debuted in 1919. Uh, This was called the hard boiled hat, uh, which was made of leather, metal, and in some cases tar, Uh, was designed to protect US Navy members and West Coast shipyard workers from things like dropped objects from above. Uh, which we still see uh, see today as a concern on the job. Uh, Fun fact, this hard hat cost about $3 in the year 1919, uh, which is equivalent to $48.75 in today's current economy. About nine years later in 1921, the inner suspension was developed to deliver increased comfort to the wearer as well as added protection. Uh, We'll cover the primary functions of a modern day suspension here in a bit, uh, but this innovation helped a lot with absorbing impacts and protecting better from pointed objects reaching the wearer's head um, if they did end up penetrating the hard hat shell. In 1938, workers saw the debut of the aluminum hard hat. Uh, this was a huge advancement in head protection back then because it delivered a lighter fit and still allowed for the hard hat to perform its primary duty of protecting the wearer from impacts. Uh, Even today, workers are looking for lighter materials that stay more durable because uh, honestly, wearing a hard hat all day can cause neck and shoulder discomfort um, from bearing that constant weight, uh, despite how light the materials used today are. A few years later, the fiberglass hard hat was developed to help keep workers protected in high heat environments. Uh, This was perfect for foundry workers because the materials of the hard hat did not melt and stayed intact to protect the wearer from head impacts. Uh, We actually still see some fiberglass used today in hard hat manufacturing. And that's because these types of hard hats do still provide that versatile, lightweight, heat resistant protection. Finally, in 1951, the injection molded plastic hard hat took its place as the most popular way to manufacture a hard hat above all others. Uh, This was simply because plastic was a much less expensive material for manufacturers to use in order to deliver a lightweight and durable means of head protection. Uh, Today, plastic is still used as the primary material to manufacture hard hats and safety helmets, um, including different blends and formulations in order to make the protective shell lighter and stronger uh, for a light wear and prolonged performance. So there has been two traditional styles of head protection that have been used and are still prevalent in the construction and industrial industry to this day. Uh, that's the cap style and full brim hard hat, which you see on your screen. Um, to some, the difference is just the look, but there are some subtle differences in their functionality that may sway a worker towards one style over the other, depending on the field of work they they deal with and the tasks that job entails. Um, a cap style is pretty basic; it looks like a bulkier protective baseball cap. Um, Some workers prefer this style because they can actually wear it backwards, uh, but overall the cap style is a good option for basic protection. um, And it also provides some frontal shade for outdoor workers. Um, A full brim's 360 degree extended brim uh, provides additional coverage to a worker's ears and neck from the sun's rays while working outdoors. Uh, The brim also acts as a natural runoff to precipitation from rain and snow, Uh, So I always like to think full brims are a better option for working outdoors. Uh, But again, I I think it's more about the style preference and maybe what other PPE items a worker might be using with their head protection. So think earmuffs, face shields, things like that. Um, Today's emerging head protection, especially in the safety helmet category, uh, is featuring a lot of micro brims and short brims. And this is, this is to provide workers with better visibility, uh, especially while working above their shoulders or looking up to complete a task. Uh, this also goes for workers working in combined spaces. Um, the smaller the brim, the less chance for incidental contact uh, with close objects and structures. So um, convenient for workers in those cases. Uh, one other note before I change the slide is, you'll notice I mentioned the word traditional in the beginning of the slide. Uh, talking about cap style and full brim hats. Uh, I say that because with traditional styles can sometimes come traditional thinking. I think sometimes head protection is only thought of by some people unfamiliar with safety as protection to the top of the head from impacts. And that's just simply not true. Uh, Workplaces like construction sites, fabrication shops, warehouses, manufacturing facilities, uh, these environments are evolving to get more done. And and with that comes more risks to the head from different angles. Uh, You know, not that top of head impact is a thing of the past, but we are seeing contractors and other companies transition away from that top of the head impact only thought and onward towards a more complete understanding of advanced head protection, uh, which we'll talk about more on the next slide here. All right, before I dive in, I want to first say that OSHA has set general requirements for head protection in the workplace, uh, and that's OSHA standard 1910. Uh, 135, which states, the employer shall ensure that each affected employee wears a protective helmet when working in areas where there is a potential for injury to the head from falling objects. Um, there's also a standard particular to the construction ind- industry, excuse me, that's 1926-100, um, which further requires head protection for construction workers where there is a possible danger of head injury from impact falling or flying objects or electrical shocks or burns on the job. Um, Now, since we are about to cover the testing methods performed in the US, uh, it is important to note that OSHA will deem any head protection device that the employer demonstrates at least effective as a head protection device constructed in accordance with one of the consensus standards of the ANSI Z89.1 standard applicable. Um, So so that's that's kind of a mouthful. Um, So simply put what that means is, Head protection used on a job site or industrial workplace should meet at least ANSI Z89.1 Type 1 testing requirements. Um, And that is if the environment calls for head protection, uh, if it poses risk for impact or electrical shock. Uh, ANSI Z89.1 testing establishes the official performance and testing requirements for hard-ets. and, and that's for all hard hats and safety helmets used in the U.S. industrial construction industry. Uh, the two most referenced testing methods within the standard are going to be are, are going to test for impact and the level of electrical protection each hard hat or safety helmet can withstand. Um, so, regarding impact testing, Type One hard hats uh, tested to the ANSI standard are subject to force transmission and penetration testing, and that's going to be done to the top of the hard hat, or also referenced as the crown. Um, so that's what's going to going to test the top of head protection against things like drop tools from above. Uh, Lately, the construction industry uh, and other industries have been exploring the implementation of type 2 options for their employees. Um, Type 2 tests to the same top of head type 1 requirements uh, with additional testing done to the front, sides, and back of the hard hat. And that's going to ensure a more complete level of protection from lateral impacts. So overall, I would say type two is a more complete level of protection. And it's certainly the more trending of the two considering today's job site dangers. Uh, actually funny, in the eighties hard hats were actually, uh, there were no type of types of impact protection designated. Uh, there were actually only three classifications which were A, B, and C. Uh, and all of those classes claimed to protect from falling objects. And that's actually word for word. So really top of head impacts were the only thing considered. Um, Type two testing came out in in, uh, the late 90s, because workers were experiencing lateral impact injuries from swinging impacts. Uh, So think of workers guiding, placing and connecting steel from cranes um, or workers in trenches guiding or placing large heavy pipe. These types of tasks were causing side impact, uh, resulting in injuries. Now, other than impacts, electrical classifications are the result of testing performed up to a specific voltage. Uh, As you can see here, Class E is going to remain dielectric up to 20,000 volts, uh, which is ideal for high voltage hazards. There are also Class G hard hats and safety helmets available uh, that will remain dielectric up to 2,200 volts. And that's gonna make for a more ideal option for low voltage hazards. Uh, when considering electrical hazards, it's important to consider the possibilities of what's actually on the job site or in the workplace. <clears throat> so think of, you know, live wires, lines, live generators. Uh, these things could come in incidental contact with a worker's head, especially if they're hanging above a worker's head and, and not noticed. Um, ultimately, it's important to protect against both impacts uh, and electrical problems. Uh, Hazards, but safety managers and workers should also keep in mind protection against electrocution, uh, which is one of the construction industry's fatal for as as some of us know. Uh, To close things out here, Class C is not dielectric at all. Uh, So it is an option for protection against, uh, excuse me, it is not an option for protection against electrical hazards. Um, The actual material of the shell is not what makes a Class C helmet conductive it's going to be the ventilation that does so. A good rule of thumb is all vented hard hats and safety helmets are going to be class C and provide no dielectric properties. All right, moving along, let's take some time here to review the typical shell materials used to make up most head protection used in the field today. As we mentioned before, plastic, uh, is still the most popular material used to make protective shells for current day hard hats and safety helmets. Um, HDPE, which stands for high density polyethylene, is a thermoplastic polymer uh, used on many of the products you'll see today. Uh, It is the most popular. It has great resistance to impact and light chemicals, and it stays strong and doesn't weather over a long period of time. Uh, ABS, also known as acrylonitrile butadiene styrene, is that's gonna be a similar stiff plastic also used to manufacture current day hard hats and safety helmets. Um, ABS is gonna be a a bit lighter than HDPE. Uh, It also has great impact, light chemical and weathering resistance. Uh, One other thing to note is ABS is also known for better scratch resistance. Uh, So it will keep that shell looking good and not so scratched up as long as it isn't abused too much. But again, it will depend on the use. Fiberglass resin unlike HDPE and ABS, uh, is inherently resilient to high temperatures. Uh, So used by workers in foundries and shops uh, has helped prevent any type of melting or breach in the composition of the hard hat shell. Uh, The other great quality of fiberglass resin is pound for pound, it's the lightest synthetic polymer of the three you see here. So fiberglass resin is a trending polymer as opposed to HDPE and ABS. um, And we believe this is because it provides a lighter wear. Uh, Today, you'll see uh, a lot of hard hat manufacturers blending these plastics and polymers together. And this is just to continue to try and find an enhanced balance between protection from impacts, lightweight wear and and durable performance. So definitely the combination of those three makes for a comfortable wear. All right, beside different shell materials, uh, workers and safety managers will also notice hard hats and safety helmets with different suspensions within. Um, each suspension works in tandem with the connected protective shell, the hard at, uh, to limit the forces transferred to the head of a worker if an impact were to occur. Uh, as you can see on your screen, um, if a weight of 10 pounds were to be dropped directly onto, onto the top of a worker's head, the suspension is designed to dissipate that force in equal parts to each connection point between the suspension and the shell. Um, So between 4.6 point and 8 point suspensions, the functionality remains the same when it comes to force dissipation. Uh, However, the more suspension points a hard hat has, the less weight each point will bear theoretically. At the end of the day, most impacts aren't perfectly linear to the top. Of the center of the head, uh, so this concept is not exactly 100% accurate every time, um, you know. But nonetheless, the suspension does bear weight of impactful blows in order to limit the the force that's transferred to the head. Um, and beside for just dissipation points, uh, there also may be different materials used for each suspension, which will actually dictate the comfort of the head protection and how it sits on a worker's head. Uh, today, nylon and other similar textiles are used for a soft and comforting fit, but plastic can also be used in some cases um, for the suspension straps, which, which might make for a rough wear for an eight hour work day. So it's important to keep the materials in mind uh, when you choose your, your hard hat and what your comfort preference is. All right, the last head protection basic topic I wanted to cover is the different types of adjustment systems found on suspensions commonly used to adjust today's hard hats. Uh, These adjustment systems work in tandem with the helmet suspension system and have some pretty distinct differences on how they operate in order to attain a proper fit to a worker's head. Um, Wheel ratchets are gonna be the most popular of everything you see here, um, being that they are the most convenient. They allow for single-handed adjustments and a lot of them lock into place to be sure they remain secure, uh, which makes them the least likely to loosen during the workday, while performing different movements and tasks. Uh, the system you see to the right of that is a wheel ratchet called a swing ratchet. Um, this is actually a pretty cool system. Uh, swing ratchet actually swings from the front to the back of the hard hat, allowing for quick and convenient uh, reverse Don process, which basically means uh, wearing the hard hat backwards. Um, overall, swing ratchets are pretty well known in the industrial community for their compliance with face shields and, and welding helmets. Uh, but they are becoming more and more popular for their convenience in the construction industry as well. Um, The idea is convenience and time efficiency here. Uh, So, you know, traditional suspensions on cap style hard hats require a worker to remove and reinstall the suspension if they do want to wear that hard hat backwards. Um, So that's the advantage here and that's what's being eliminated with the swing ratchet. Uh, It's also important to note that hard hats should be deemed compliant to reverse don or also known as be worn backwards uh, based on Z89.1 requirements. Um, An easy way to tell is to look for a reverse donning arrow on the brim of a hard hat or printed somewhere inside of the shell. It might be on a sticker. Um, But again, it does have to be ANSI compliant to to reverse don that hat. and last but not least, slip ratchet and pin lock systems are a bit less convenient. Uh, they do require two hands to adjust the, the to the proper size, so you won't see a ton of this worn by workers. However, they are a bit less costly, so companies might keep them on hand if they have visitors uh, on site observing a job. Um, they also may be more popular in food and assembly plants, uh, where the test does not require a ton of movement. Um, but again, it is a little bit more cost efficient and less convenient. Um, all right, so now that we've done a pretty extensive dive into the basic options of head protection today, uh, I want to turn things over to John Britt, who's our product sales manager for the southern region of the US. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about the trending head protection focus points, as well as some trending solutions to uh, address those points. So, John, please take it away.
2: Hey, thanks, Ben, and uh, hello, everyone. So, Ben covered some of the traditional styles of hard hats that have been used in the construction industry for many years, in particular, you know, type one crown impact rated hard hats. But what we've seen over the last few years, we've begun to see a trend in both industrial and construction, a lot of it driven by construction, where companies are starting to implement advanced head protection solutions to protect their workers. So what's driving this change? One of the main reasons are increases in head-related injuries as a result, not only to the head from falling objects, but impacts related to slips, trips, and falls. With traditional hard hats only being rated for top impact protection, it's not always the best solution to protect the worker for certain types of impacts. In addition, companies are looking for better compatibility for using their hard hats with other PPE and accessories like eye and face protection and earmuffs. Companies are also looking for to provide a comfortable hard hat that workers don't mind wearing. So now let's take a look at some of the main factors driving companies to explore advanced head protection solutions. First, head protection retention can be a big factor in head injuries if the hard hat doesn't stay on the worker's head. The hard hat itself can become a hazard if it falls from elevation onto another employee, or if the hard hat comes off during a slip, trip, and fall, it can expose the worker's head to a potential impact. Nearly 60% of traumatic head injuries are caused by fall accidents at elevations or falls on the same level. Using a chin strap is always one of the ways to help eliminate these types of potential issues. Combining that chin strap along with lateral impact protection in the form of an integrated liner inside the hard hat can provide additional protection against multi-directional impacts to the sides, front, and back of the helmet. This will provide a much higher level of protection against the higher risk on today's job sites and workplaces. The other factor to consider is rotational force reduction. Science concludes that most concussions are a result of rotational force and strain of the brain from angled impact. Rotational motion can be a result of an angled impact to the head. These may result in an abrupt stop that can cause the brain to move or stretch due to the impact. Later in the presentation, you'll see some trending technology to dr- address this concern. So now let's take a look at the anatomy of today's trending quote-unquote safety helmet. The shell itself can be made of HDPE, ABS, or blends, as Ben had mentioned earlier. Uh, ABS is becoming a lot more popular in this space due to the weight considerations. So it's going to have that internal protective liner, typically made from some type of EPS foam. It has a ratchet-adjusting suspension with a lower nape strap to help stay on the head, along with an integrated four-point chin strap for improved retention. Accessories can be added to some of the styles using the universal slots to attach PPE, like face shields, earmuffs, and lights. And we're also seeing a trend towards more integrated PPE solutions, such as eye and face protection, that are built right into the helmet itself. So now let's take a look at some uh, BLS published data. Um, that really supports this trend for advanced head protection in the construction and also industrial markets. Slips, trips and falls accounted for 32% of non-fatal injuries. Over 1,100 fatal injuries occurred in the construction industry alone. These injuries accounted for 21% of total workplace fatalities. Slips, trips and falls by far were the most common with 38% of the fatalities. It's important to note that slips, trips, and falls are not only a result of fall from elevated surface, it's very common for them to occur from the same working surface, job sites or workplace debris, rough terrain, wet, or icy conditions in the winter. So now let's look how companies are addressing the helmet retention. As mentioned earlier, four-point chin straps are standard on most of today's safety helmets in the market. Additionally, chin straps can be added to many traditional type 1 or type Two hard hats to offer additional retention. The key takeaway is chin straps help to keep the helmet on the worker's head, which can minimize injuries related to impacts. Like mentioned previously, many companies are seeking impact, lateral impact protection solutions. This can be achieved in a couple of different ways. It's important to reinforce what Ben mentioned earlier. OSHA requires all industrial helmets whether it's a hard hat or safety helmet to meet the ANSI Z89.1 standards. Lateral impact protection can be achieved by using an ANSI Type II hard hat that provides lateral as well as crown impact protection that the Type I helmet also provides. Chin straps are commonly added to the Type II safety helmets. ANSI Type I helmets also meet the European EM12492 standard for vertical frontal lateral and dorsal shock absorption can also be used to provide lateral impact protection. This is one of the first iterations of this type of uh, protection into the construction space. Recently, we've seen a mixture of both ANSI type 1 em 124 and type 2 to achieve this. So EN 12492 rated higher hats also require chin straps to provide that extra retention preventing the helmet from coming off at a critical moment. While it's not clear which way companies are opting for right now, what we are seeing is a movement towards requiring advanced head protection solutions for general contractors and subs, and also being required by some industrial end users. Uh, we've seen contractors like Turner Construction, Holder, Clark, Google Data Center Construction Site are just some of the companies who have recently adopted these higher levels of head protection, and we certainly expect to see more to follow. Uh, At this point, I'd like to ask the audience a poll question here, if we can launch that, please. Okay, thank you. So now that we've covered some head protection basics and the trends for advanced protection solutions, I'd like to hand things over to our product manager for head protection, Christian Polovchak, to highlight a recent safety focus around traumatic brain injuries and recent innovations.
3: Thanks, John. Now let's take a minute here and talk about the reality of TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, a severe and potentially life-changing injury to your brain. As basic physics demonstrates, when someone slips, trips, falls on a level surface, they're more likely to fall downward at an angle rather than directly on top of their head, potentially causing severe injury. Rotational strain is caused by the forward energy of motion that is extended to the head when you hit that hard surface. Concussions and traumatic brain injuries are most commonly the result of rotational force and strain to the brain. So what do we do about this? How do we reduce the impact of these rotational forces? Traditional safety helmets are designed and tested to protect against those direct downward linear impacts on the crown of the head, which neglect the reality of all the angled and grazing impacts that happen in the workplace. Remember those rotational motions caused from angled and grazing impacts is the leading cause of these brain injuries. So what can we do to reduce their impact? We can look to new game changing level technologies like the MIPS safety system, which takes standard compliance to our next level. At this time, I'd like to ask a poll question. All right, thank you. So what is MIPS? Let's talk about it. MIPs is a multidirectional impact protection system, which is an internal low friction system integrated into the standard suspension of a safety helmet, whether it's an ANSI type one or type two, and it's designed to help reduce those rotational motions transferred from the head from an angled or grazing impact. The MIPS system allows for 10 to 15 millimeter relative movement between the helmet and the head during those first crucial milliseconds of an impact that will help reduce the chance of a traumatic brain injury occurring. The MIPS safety system has been around for a while, and it's already well known in the sporting industry and is used in many hockey, motocross, biking, and ski helmets that we see on the market today. It's actually in over 143 brands worldwide, with some of the examples being Bell, K2, Oakley, O'Neill, and ICON. So like I said, MIPS has been around for a little while, but just how long? It's been born from science and research about brain injuries and helmet construction over the last 25 years. But it wasn't actually until 2007 in which they created their first helmet that officially had a MIPS safety system in it. And it happened to be an equestrian helmet. Over the years MIPS has continually researched, developed and tested their impact systems testing them both internally and with independent third party sources to confirm their findings. Athletes all over the world trust MIPS protection and they have for years so why not bring that protection to everyone who needs it. We know that athletes and industrial workers have different helmets and each have different needs and requirements but when it comes down to it we all need the same protection from traumatic brain injuries. We here at PIP are one of the first manufacturers in North America to take this protection to that next level and implement the MIPS system into our industrial safety helmets. This next level head protection isn't just for sport anymore. So how do we choose and implement the right head protection? There are some critical considerations that we need to actually think about here. So what's the most common head injury that your company is experiencing and what can we do to help prevent that? Are your employees commonly working at heights? Are they properly protected from that? Are your workers protected from those slips, trips and falls at heights or even on the ground that are so common? What other PPE solutions are your employees using with their head protection? What kind of accessories are they looking for? Are your employees commonly working around any electrical hazards? What protection class do you need? What can you use with your hard hat? What are some common complaints from your employees regarding the current head protection, I'm sure we'll have a solution to help fix it. We have a poll question here, if you wouldn't mind answering. I'm now gonna hand it back over to Ben Julian.
1: Oops, sorry about that. Thanks, Kristen. Um, thank you too, John. So now uh, that we've covered the basics, uh, we've highlighted some head protection focus points and touched a little bit about protection from rotational motion with MIPS technology. Uh, I, I did want to take a moment to speak a little bit to the PIP head protection portfolio. Um, as I mentioned before, we do manufacture our own line of head protection in North America. And in addition to that, we are the exclusive North American partner of JSP Head Protection, uh, which is a very well-known brand in the construction industrial industry. So um, they're known for their innovative PPE solutions, and we are proud to carry that line. Um, So with over 25 styles of head protection, we we really aren't too limited uh, in the solutions we can provide. Uh, It really all depends on what a specific company is looking for or what we want to achieve or implement uh, on the job site. Regarding hard hats, we have a wide range of ANSI type one uh, and ANSI type two options. So, depending on what type of impact protection, electrical classification, uh, or suspension system you're looking for, uh, we have it. Um, expanding on retention, we can also provide additional field installed four point chin straps for those hard hats. Um, and again, that's going to add a, uh, an additional level of retention if that's the route your company wants to go in. Um, we also have over 10 styles of safety helmets currently being sold, uh, including type Type 2, ANSI type 2, and EN 12492 options uh, to fulfill the retention and lateral impact needs of companies today. Um, we have safety helmets with integrated and retractable half shields and eyewear uh, that's ANSI Z87 certified, which, which actually functions as the primary eye protection of a worker. So... Um, no need for additional eyewear to be worn with those with those options and, and extremely innovative stuff there. Uh, we have a type 2 safety helmet with MIPS technology integrated in to provide the utmost level of lateral and angled impact defense. So that's that uh, new advancement in head protection that's, that's really driving innovation there. Um, but honestly, I could go on and on. But the takeaway here is we are able to allow companies to explore all options um, for them to select the right fit for their team. Um, Of course, this isn't easy considering some of the safety helmet information is still relatively new and developing, and you know, as John said, there is no definitive choice uh, for one style over the other. Uh, but the good news is PIP has one of the largest and dynamic sales teams in North America, which can help support your team um, by assessing the workplace and reviewing reoccurring injuries in order to guide companies in the right direction if assistance is needed. All right, the last thing I wanted to touch on here is our website. Uh, PIP is constantly keeping an eye on head protection trends and looking to develop and implement innovative products and sales tools to to address them. So with that, uh, we're also working hard to address your questions and concerns regarding head protection. Our website has frequently asked question documents and infographic documents that can help clarify any information you may want to know uh, before considering an upgrade in head protection. Uh, So I encourage everyone today to head on over to PIPUSA.com forward slash safety helmets and and browse our head protection offering and literature bank. Um, This will help you identify products or any information that may interest you. Um, so thanks a lot for listening in today. And with that, I'd like to open it up to some questions.
0: Great. Thank you, Ben. And thank you so much to your colleagues, John and Kristen, as well, for uh, sharing your insights with us today on this topic. Just a reminder for our attendees, if you'd like to ask a question, go ahead and click that Q&A button at the bottom of your screen. Type in your question and hit the send button. Before we start the Q&A today, I'd like to let everyone know about the evaluation survey we're asking you to complete. Uh, This survey will open in a different screen after this webinar. Your input is really important to us because it does help us to improve our future webcasts. let's go ahead and get to some of those questions today. And John, I'm going to start with you. Um, One of our audience members says he has uh, oversees some asphalt paving crews who don't necessarily like or understand the need to wear hard hats. Um, Is there a good way for him to share the importance of wearing hard hats? He's having a hard time uh, getting his crew to wear them.
2: Yeah, it looked like this question was really a little bit to the the heat of wearing a hard hat too and safety helmets. But uh, so we've got a lot of different options there. I'll say that a a safety helmet versus a traditional full brim hard hat, not a whole lot of difference in the heat of it. Uh, There may be a little bit with the liner in there, but truly the spacing in between the liner and the top of the helmet really allows good airflow on there. Uh, Asphalt folks, if they're not working around electrical hazards. Uh, certainly the vented hard hats that we have, we have both in the cap style and full brim. Vented hard hats are a way to kind of release the heat as well. Uh, if you can't use a vented hard hat, we also have a lot of uh, heat stress related accessories that could work with like evaporative cooling pads, sun shades and accessories like that that could help with the uh, heat stress related to wearing a hard hat in, the, in construction.
0: Great. Thank you very much. And uh, that um attendee. Also, uh, we will get your information to the folks over at PIP. Um, he asks that if you do have a toolbox talk or any other resources that he could share with his team, he'd be very grateful for that. So we'll make sure to pass along his information to you guys. Um, we had a question that came in here. Um, and Ben, I'll throw it your way. Are all the weights of hard hats all similar?
1: A uh, good question. They are not. Um, you'll see you know, options with lateral impact protection um, like EN12492 and ANSI type two, those are gonna be a bit more heavy than the traditional type one helmets. And again, that's just gonna be because there's an internal liner involved with those types of head protection. Um, so it'll be a little little more weight, but there will be more protection and less force transferred to the head in the event of a of a lateral impact. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, Kristen, a question
0: came in for you. Um, uh, one of our attendees wants to know Do you carry a type 2 class E safety slash climbing helmet that is vented?
3: That's a good question, but vented won't be class E. If you need a class E, you're gonna have a non-vented hard hat.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, Ben, another question for you, Ted would like to know, is a chin
1: strap required for type two helmets? Good question. No, it is not required. Um, There are type two safety helmets that we offer with factory installed four-point chin straps, um, but we do actually offer one of the largest lines of just type two hard hats on the market. And we do have additional four-point chin straps that can be added um, also known as field-installed. So there are a lot of different options, but the overall answer is no, it does not have to have a factory-installed four-point chin strap.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, John, I wanted to, to follow up. You had mentioned in, in the conversation about the asphalt paving crew, uh, the heat. Um, we've experienced a lot of high heat here in the Midwest uh, this week. Um, does shell material play any role in, in heat and, and are there wicking properties, moisture wicking properties, for example, in a headband that could help alleviate some of those heat concerns? And if anybody wants to, anybody else wants to jump in on that question, feel free. John might be on mute. Okay, John, I think we might have you on mute there.
2: Okay, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, that's all right. Um, yeah, all, most hard hats are going to have some type of, of sweatband protection that will help with absorption of, of perspiration and that. Uh, those can be replaced as needed. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you think about the, the sweatband itself, along with some of the cooling heat stress type products that we have, a combination of, of both of those can really Help the worker to lower that temperature out there. Again, if they can use a vented hard hat and they're not working around electricity, that's certainly a good way to uh, minimize some of that heat as well.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that. And uh, Ben, I wanted to, to send a question your way. Do you provide hard hats with a company a company's logo on them?
1: Uh, we we don't actually have any hard hats with the PIP logo on it, but we do offer custom logos for companies who do want to put their logo uh, on our head protection. I believe it's four locations and up to four colors.
0: Okay, great. Thanks for that information. I'm sure a visit to the website will help any folks who are looking for that information as well.
3: Um, I do see that Denise asked a very similar question, wanting to know if... uh, We emboss the helmets with a logo Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't make it no longer safety compliant. No, it is still safety compliant. Uh, We ask that it be done by someone that the manufacturer approves. So we have our own uh, program here, our logo program that Ben was just speaking about. So anything that we do, yes, that it it keeps it within being safety compliant.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, Kristen, for uh, checking out that question. Appreciate that. Um, John, a question I wanted to ask from an, an attendee, uh, can you add a chin strap to any hard hat?
2: Yeah, so your, your safety helmets we've been talking about today typically have factory installed four-point chin straps. So that's the, um, the EM124-92 type products on there. But on traditional type 1 or type 2, if it does not come equipped with a chin strap, you can add a chin strap to helmets as well. Yes. Okay,
0: great. Great. Um, Kristen, I wanted to ask you um, Is there a true definition of a safety helmet from ISEA or from ANSI?
3: As of today, no. The term safety helmet is very much like industry known, but it's not an established uh, regulatory term. So, like, safety helmets are best known as the ones that have vertical or lateral impact in addition to factory installed chin straps for additional retention. Um, They're known for adaptability and integration of all the other PPE add-ons that you can get, Um, but no, there's no official definition yet. Okay,
0: gotcha. Thank you for that. Uh, Ben, next question for you. Um, Someone who works in a shipyard setting is curious, what type of hard hat is suitable for working inside of confined spaces or or compact quarters?
1: Um, I'll have John back me up on this, but, you know, to my knowledge, I would think definitely something with a micro brim. Um, I think navigating in those tight spaces, you might get in trouble with a full uh, full brim just because it could obstruct any movement. Um, I would also think a chin strap uh, for added retention. Um, again, I don't know what angle the confined space is being worked in, but, you know, you, you, you might want that added retention when, if you have to twist, turn, or perform any tasks in, in certain
2: positions. Yeah, Ben, you're spot on there. The, you know, the micro brims or short brims are, are, are probably the best solution for those type of applications for sure.
0: Great. And John, I'll follow up with a, a question from Angela from our audience. Uh, John, do you have any suggestions for um, trash truck workers who ride on the back of a truck and, and what might serve them best?
2: Yeah, so I, it really depends on what the potential overhead hazard is. You know, do they have potential for lateral impact? Or do they have something that they're about falling off the top of the truck? There, then you're going to want to have some type of type one. If there's lateral impacts, type twos. But um, I don't see a lot of you know um, waste haulers in that using head protection. Not to say that they shouldn't, but it really depends on what the potential hazard is. If if it's the you know dumping up on top of the truck that they're worried about there, then certainly something with a a type minimum type one would be uh, ideal.
0: Okay, great. Um, Kristen, I wanted to share the next question with you. Um, uh, This person asks, if my my company has not experienced injuries from slips, trips, and falls, um, why should they consider MIPS technology and how can it it help them?
3: Um, I don't believe MIPS is just for slips, trips, and falls. It's a technology that works to just limit uh, the rotational motion from angled impacts if it is. any area where there could possibly be maybe like a grazing impact, um, which we know is quite prevalent. Uh, prevalent, sorry, uh, in the works area. So I don't think MIPS is just for slip, strips, and falls. It's for overall head protection for any type of brain injury that could occur. Okay,
0: great. And Angela did follow up on her question. Um, she said they're more concerned about falls off the truck.
2: Yeah. So I would say definitely the uh, a lateral impact solution, like we've been talking about, whether it's the the type one with EN 12492 or type two with a chin strap. Cause that's gonna give them, one, it's gonna keep the hard hat on their head. And number two, it's gonna give them some type of lateral impact protection if they hit the side, the back or the front of their head.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. Um, ben, I'd like to go to you with a, a question from an attendee who asks, um, does PIP offer type two full brim hard hats?
1: Uh, as of right now, we do not. Um, however, we do have, if, yes, do. if they are looking for lateral impact protection, um, a safety helmet, we do offer that EN 12492 full brim option. Um, so again, both are, there's no clear cut, uh, decision right now from general contractors as to what's right and what's wrong, but if the goal is to, um, have a solution with lateral impact, then that EN 12492 uh, might end up working for that individual uh, in a full brim style.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, and and uh, Barry,
2: I'd like to comment sure. on that as well. Go right ahead, John. You know, uh, like, like Ben said, we do have some in the safety helmet that have the integrated four-point chin strap, but we also do have one of our full brims that is a type two that you can you know, field install a uh, four-point chin strap as well. So um, there are a couple different options for that. Okay. Great. great point, John. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, ben, one more about uh, regarding chin straps that just came in here. Um, someone asks, are chin straps required, required to be permanently attached to the hard hat to be compliant with a type two rating?
1: Uh, the answer to that is no. Um, ANSI type two uh, impact uh, testing um, really doesn't involve anything with the chin strap. It's just testing to vertical and lateral impacts. So um, for it to be considered an ANSI type two hard hat, no, it does not have to have a chin strap as long as it has an internal liner and is tested to frontal, uh, excuse me, front back and side impact protection and penetration protection. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Ben. Um, Kristen, I'd like to go to you
0: next uh, with a question from an attendee. Uh, Can the MIPS suspension be put into any hard hat?
3: No, it cannot. It's factory installed by us, but in general, MIPS has a program in which the hard hat has to be submitted to them to perform testing on the exact hard hat it will be installed in. And then it has to go through an approval process uh, to then be able to format the hard hat with the MIPS system. So no, you can't install it yourself and it can't necessarily be put into any hard hat. It has a very stringent uh, testing process.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that information, Kristen. Appreciate that. Um, John, I'd like to come to you next. Uh, Someone would like to know, how do I know if the safety helmet I have is ANSI certified?
2: Uh, Okay, thanks. Yeah, I mean, again, we've mentioned that all helmets, safety helmet or hard hats used in the United States have to be ANSI Z87.1 certified. And the way you know that it is, is typically on the inside of the brim, if you flip the hard hat over on the brim, or it could be on a sticker inside of it. Typically, it's embossed in the, in the brim. It, it will show um, the mandatory markings where the manufacturer's name, the date of manufacture, there's a date and month it was manufactured, uh, the testing legend, which ANSI type and class designation, as well as an uh, approximate sizing range. And then there's some optional markings like for high heat or reverse dawning and such that uh, may be on there as well. But that has to be marked if you have a hard hat that does not have that, it should not be used in either industry or construction.
0: Okay, great, thank you for that. And we had some excellent questions coming in. Please keep them coming here. Um, a question that came in, um, Ben, I'd like to send your way and anyone else who'd like to jump in, feel free. Uh, someone works in the golf course industry and they say they have several types of hazards uh, and PPE, uh, most commonly, obviously golf ball impact, wind heat, for example. Um, What what are some good options for hard hats for someone in the golf course industry?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think knowing my golf game, the ball could come from any angle. So (laughs) (laughs) I would say, um, you know, I, I would probably, and John, please, please chime in here if you want, but I would say you'd want something with both vertical and lateral impact. Um, but you know, that, I guess that would be my only recommendation, maybe even a chin strap, but uh, definitely lateral impact. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. So anti-type 2 or EN12492.
0: Okay. Thank you, gentlemen, for that. Appreciate it. Um, Kristen, I want to ask you, uh, an attendee would like to know, how do you see MIPS evolving? And, and also, as a, as a follow-up question, um, does MIPS have any impact on ventilation?
3: Um, I believe MIPS is more like a lifestyle brand the way it's come ac- across. Um, if anyone was watching the Olympics a couple months ago, you could see it on all the different sporting helmets. And I think it's now become a common conversation about head protection through sports and now through uh, industrial and construction industries. So I think it's more of a lifestyle brand. I think it will keep evolving. I know they continually look for new ways to install it in hard hats, new types, different versions. So I think it's an evolving uh, science, uh, and it's just getting better.
1: Great. Yeah. To, to, to back that up, um, you know, the technology is, is such an advancement that we're seeing here, um, from the sporting industry, but, you know, into the industrial industry again, you know, anti-testing, it's been all about lateral or linear impacts. And you know, the, the reality is these impacts are not perfectly linear, uh, lateral, excuse me, or linear. So, um, the way that MIPS is addressing that rotational impact force, um, that's just huge in limiting, uh, or helping to reduce uh, concussions, which is very common on the job site. So I think this is gonna be a technology that, that takes off within the next five, 10 years, or even sooner. Great, thank you for that.
0: Uh, ben, a question just came in um, that I wanted to share with you. Uh, can a headlight be attached to these hard hats?
1: Yes. Yeah, it, it can. We actually, we offer hard hats specific to the mining industry, which have pre-installed um, headlamp brackets. Um, but these are compatible with with uh, additional headlamps as well, which I believe just um, expand and, and kind of wrap around the hard hat. So it's definitely compatible with those. Okay. Excellent. Excellent.
0: John, a question that came in for you. Um, someone wants to know if they're, they're just starting out selecting head protection How do they know, uh, you know, the right way to go about it? And are there are there kind of mileposts for them to follow to to make sure they're getting the right head protection for their workers?
2: Yeah, so it's really important to, you know, obviously assess the risk on that job site or that application. Um, You know, it's going to be different depending on the task at hand there. Like we've talked about some of the other, you know, some of the questions that come through here uh also they want to look at you know have they had any type of reoccurring injuries okay so if you've had a reoccurring injuries of, of similar types there that may lead you in one direction especially if we, you know we talked about the slip, strips and falls where people are having you know hits to the back of the head or side of the head here but it really comes down to a, you know a job hazard analysis and that's where somewhere you know like, like PIP can could certainly help you know we've got a, a network of 100 plus Field salespeople out there that could help with uh, job hazard uh, assessments as well. Uh, So, be more than happy to help anybody that has questions about their particular uh, application at at their job site or place of work.
0: Excellent. Thank you for that. And folks can see the uh, the email address on the or the excuse me the website on the screen there for some more info. Uh, Kristen, next question for you. is the MIPS Type 1 different than the MIPS Type 2? And which do you recommend for someone who works in the oil and gas industry?
3: Uh, there's only one type of MIPS, but it can go into a ANSI Type 1 or an ANSI Type 2 hard hat. Um, we currently uh, carry it in a Type 2. Uh, so I would recommend a Type 2. Okay, excellent.
0: Ben, I wanted to ask you: um, Does PIP carry separate four-point chin straps that can be installed in the field to existing ANSI Type One or Type Two hard hats um, to increase head protection retention?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if if there is a crew currently wearing Type Two hard hats uh, and there's there's a focus on retention, maybe the hard hats falling off while bending over, performing different different tasks. We do sell those four point chin straps, um, separately that can be field installed. Um, so that's just something to add to a hard hat, uh, you know, to increase retention on the job. Okay. Excellent. Kristen, I know you talked a little bit about, um, some,
0: some grazing impacts or angled impacts. Could you share, uh, one of our, uh, attendees wants to know, could you share a couple examples of, uh, of a grazing impact in, in, in various industries?
3: Uh, sure. Um, the first thing that immediately comes to mind would be uh, if you are working on a scaffolding. Uh, I believe Ben has just moved our slides back Perfect. to our little you, image. Um, if you're on a scaffolding and something falls from a distance, but it may not directly impact you on the head, but it's going to come across the side. It's considered a grazing impact if it doesn't. If it just kind of hits and continues on its movement. Does that make sense? I sure. hope so. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Appreciate the explanation. Oh, um, Ben, I wanted to know one of our attendees wants to know how did the popularity of the micro brim come about, and and what makes it a, a good fit for workers? What makes it uh, an intriguing uh, product for workers?
1: Sure. Um, I would say the micro brim has two advantages. Uh, one, like we discussed earlier, uh, it's going to be that work in confined spaces. Um, if I'm wearing a full brim hard hat and I'm working in a confined space, you know, there's, more, uh, there's more of a chance for my brim to hit either a wall or an object within that confined space and maybe even um, dislodge my head protection. Um, the other thing is visibility, right? So I'm a worker working above my shoulders looking up I don't have a brim obstructing my view. So those are the two uh, biggest takeaways with micro brims and they've actually um, became pretty popular, especially with safety helmets. Excellent, thank you for that.
0: And uh, looks like we have time for one more question today. And John, I'd like to to send this question over to you. Um, We talked about the ANSI Z89.1 testing standard. Can some industries go farther and do some industries go farther than that standard?
2: That is the primary, that is the standard that they have to meet. Okay. So again, to be able to use a hard hat or safety helmet on a job site or an an industry, it has to meet the ANSI Z89.1 standard uh, per OSHA.
0: Great, well, thank you for that. And uh, folks, that is all the time we have today for questions. Uh, We thank you for attending today and we'd appreciate you taking some time to share your feedback via our survey. A special thank you today goes out to our terrific presenters, John Britt, Christian Perlepchuk, and Ben Julian, and the entire team from our sponsor at Protective Industrial Products. This ends today's Safety and Health Magazine webcast. Take care everyone and have a safe day.